The following message from Bible teacher and pastor Jim Crabb is brought to you by Imago Day Christian Fellowship in Westchester, Ohio. Tonight, I, 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 I'm going to be ultra simple. So this isn't in-depth theology tonight, but it's profound truth. I mean, no, sometimes the most profound truths are the most simple things. And uh, tonight I want to preach on, on, God gave me this years ago. We were at the, the other building up on Morris Road. God gave me one day in my prayer time what I heard in my heart to be the four H's. The four H's. Now, we're not talking about a 4-H club where we have animals and that kind of thing. But we have, we have four H's that I think are vitally important. And I presented these to, our, to the church back then. That was back in the 90s, maybe the mid-90s or so. Um, these four H's. And I, I thought so much about these four H's that I, I got, I don't even know what they were made out of, some, some really nice plastic or something like that, the shiny like ebony looking letters and I put my four H's on the wall so that everybody that came in could look at the wall and see the four H's of of the ministry. Amen? And so I'm going to give them to you and then I'm going to run through them and talk about them a little bit. All right? If you got a pen and a paper, write these down. These are the four H's tonight from Pastor Crabb and the ministry here at Imago Day. Number one, honor God. Number two, help people. Number three, harvest souls. Number four, heal the nations. And those are our four H's. Honor, help, harvest, and heal. Now, so I, believe, I really believe because Christianity, there's, there's a lot in this book. We had Pastor Josh Willis preach for us this past Sunday, and he was preaching on the last days and end time events and all that kind of stuff. He's got, I, I, it's, it's still on the board over here. He had a whiteboard. He was drawing circles and drawing maps and all kinds of stuff. The, I mean, there's such detail to the scripture that it can sometimes feel overwhelming. There's so much of it, how could I learn any of it? Amen? But I'll tell you how you, how you, how you learn the word is you do it like you eat an elephant. Man. We just eat it one piece at a time. Man. That's how you do it, a little bit at a time. So these are four simple principles. Honor God, help people, harvest souls, heal the nations. But there's a lot packed into those. And if you could understand those four H's, you know, people remember things in threes and fours and things like that, and especially like if it's the same letter, sometimes you'll remember that. But this is, this is Pastor Crabb's four H's. Amen. So the first one, let's talk about that. Let's see if that falls in, under, in, into the category of a spiritual responsibility that we might have from God. All right, number one, our, our calling before everything else, I might add, before anything else, 
before you give money, before you do this, and uh, be benevolent, help, help the poor, and all this kind of thing, before you do your ministry, before everything else in your life, every single person and believer that knows Christ is called by God to honor him. When you honor him, you, you render to him his due. So the Bible says, you know the verses, Ephesians chapter 6, honor your father and your mother in the Lord. What should you do with your father and mother? You render to them the, the, the honor of, their, of what they are in your life, a mother and a father. You know, the Bible, it's, it's a blessing to have a mother and a father or, a, or, a, or only a father or, or only a mother. It's, I think it's best if you can have, if we have both together. But the Bible says that God put them in, in our lives to help guide us, teach us, correct us, instruct us, form us, form, form how we think, form our mind, keep us safe, protect us, feed us, school us. You know, our mothers and dads do all those things for us. It's, it's, uh, I mean, no, being a parent is not for the faint of heart, man. It's a, it's a never-ending journey. But the, when you, when sometimes children don't understand that they just get, well, that's just mom and dad. But listen to me. The Bible says if you honor your mother and your father, it, the Bible says you, this is powerful. This is for somebody tonight. That if you honor your mother and your father in the Lord, the Bible says you will live long on the earth. Man, that's, we could close up right there and receive a missionary offering and go home. Praise God. That's good preaching, Pastor Kraft. Amen. If you, if you honor your mother and your father, how do you honor your mother and father? You respect them. You, you obey them. You serve them, you have fun with them, you, you honor them. You don't dishonor them by who do you think you are. You know, those kind of attitudes. That's not honoring to your mother and your father. Amen? We help our mother and father. As our mothers and fathers get older, we help them. We, we've got right here in this sanctuary... Lots of people that have honored their mother and, and father in the Lord, and God has richly blessed their life. And um, but we are to honor our the Bible. You know, here, let's go through the scripture. We're to honor our mother and our father. Who else are we to honor? First Peter says we're to honor the king. That means honor the president. Amen. Now you may not like the president, but stop talking bad about him. And disrespecting him. Even if you don't like him. Even if you're on another side of the fence. Even if you, you don't think he's, he's this and that. I'll tell you what he is. He's our president. And we should honor him as such. Right? You, you don't have to honor everything that he does. But we honor the fact that we need an overseer. A, a governmental overseer over our nation. 
And so we honor the king tonight. That's what the Bible says that. We don't, he's not a king, but he's, uh, he's a president. But same, same context. You know what, what else the Bible says? It says honor all men. I always try to remember here in the church, if I pass a boy or a girl, I, I, I try to say their name and, and say hi to them and spend a minute with them when I can. Amen? Because they may be little people, but we honor them. We honor who they are, what they're made of. Amen? We honor all men. We honor every gift. We honor, we honor the weak. We honor everyone. But most importantly, our calling is to honor God first and foremost. How do we honor God? Well, we honor God by submitting to him, just like we do to our parents. To, but to, you know, I never, I wasn't honoring God till I got saved. But when I got saved, I began to, I cared about what my heavenly father, how he, what he thought about my behavior. How should I react to him? How do I respond to him? How do I deal with him? How do I come to him? We, we come in, in reverential fear and in the right way. We come with honor. We come bowing down and, and humbling ourselves before our heavenly father. Amen. We are honoring God when we do these things. And tonight, you know, I, I, here's what I want out of my life. I want my life to bring honor to God. I want people to see my life. I'm not saying they can, and maybe I'm, I probably am far short of this, but this is what I want. That when people see my life, all parts of my life, how I treat others, how, you know, people want to say they honor God, but they're not, they're not nice to people. You got to love people, man. And, and so we, we honor God by, by being a part of, of, of surrendering to him and, and saying, Lord, I want my life to give glory to you. I want the people that don't know Christ yet to see my life and be so moved by the honorable life that I live toward you, toward the Lord, that they want to serve that God as well. Amen? So we, I want to tell you right now, the first priority of our life is to honor God. And if there's dishonor, you know that Romans 13 says, oh, no man anything except to love him. Romans 13, 8. And people use that as though it's talking about finances, but it's talking about more than finances. The context of that chapter is honoring people that are in authority. That's one of the reasons this lawlessness thing is out of control. It's because the people that are lawless, there's a spirit of lawlessness loose in America. And there's evil spirits that work with lawlessness. And, and authority. The Bible says that authorities were given to us to help us, to keep us safe, to protect us. If we come against the authorities, then they will, come, they will use their uh, 
They don't, the scripture says, they don't bear their sword in vain. In other words, their job. You know, the police officer's job. I'm not saying police officers, are, they aren't perfect. There's bad apples and you know all that. But I want to tell you something, man. These police officers are authority figures that God put in our life. And you cannot honor God and rebel against the, you know, I didn't say agree. You don't have to agree with everything that the police do. But at large, we're not a lawless society. We're, we're a spiritual society. America is. And there's rule, and I'm glad there is. You know, if there weren't any speed limit signs out here, how fast would everybody be going today? I mean, there'd be, there'd be, if there was no laws, no rules, no speed limits, you can do anything you want. Just drive as fast as you want. Drive on any side of the road you want. No, you, if you do that, if you go over the speed limit, you know what's going to happen. The, 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 there's going to be a godly police officer that's doing his job. Now, I don't like it when it happens to me, but when I'm going too fast, if I'm speeding and, I, and a police officer gets behind me and tracks me and, uh, and I'm speeding, he pulls me over, and he's not doing that to hurt me. You know what he's doing? He's doing it to save my life. And he's doing it to slow me down because there has to be rules and and God made the authorities in order to do that. So he said, respect those authorities. Uh, don't owe any of the authorities, right, honor. In other words, pay up. Honor people. Praise God. I was in a, I was somewhere, I think I was in a Starbucks out of, the other day when I was traveling. And uh, I tried to buy a police officer. He came in, and it just came out of me. I'm going to buy him a coffee. And I want to tell him, thanks for your service. Thanks for doing such a great job. Thanks for protecting this community and helping my friends that live here and protecting us today. And uh, he, he, I guess they have a rule in their department. You know, they can't, that, that can't happen. You're not allowed to, to, to do that. But I told him, at least he got this. I didn't get him a coffee, but I gave him honor and told him that I wanted to buy him a coffee. And I wanted to give him a lot more honor than that. Somebody say amen. And that's how we do with God. So number one, the first H, we're doing four H's. The first H is honor God. All these can't be that long or it'll be too long. Second one, this is a simple one. Help people. After we honor God, then God put us with other people. You know, people can be uh, a blessing, but they can be a problem. And, but I want you to know that this earth, God put us on the earth. And he put us here to help people. It, I, I want to challenge everyone that's watching tonight. Get involved with people. Sit down with people uh, and help people. Paul, the, the, the great apostle in the book of Acts, chapter 16, verse 9, he had determined, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to preach the gospel. Because he just knew that God wanted him to go everywhere. But how many know 
that even though we are called to go everywhere, we are also, we are also, there's specific places at specific times where we have to be. And so Paul had determined, I haven't been over there yet, so I'm going to go preach the gospel over there to a certain region of the country, of the, of the world. And, but that night, he got caught up in a vision, and he saw a man that was from a different part of the world over in Macedonia. And he saw a man from Macedonia, and that man was pleading with him, saying, come over here, please come. Please come and help us. We need help over here in this, in Macedonia. Please come. And the Bible says that, that Paul changed his plans and obeyed that vision and obeyed that call and went over there. But I love the word that's used there in Acts 16, 9. Come over here, that man said in the vision, and help us. Render, when you help somebody, what do you do? You render aid to them. Listen, I don't know if you know this or not. You, get, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in your own little world. You know that people just hide in their own little world, their own four corners of the world, man. And all around us are hurting people that need our aid, our, uh, our help, our support. They need a friend. They need advice. They need wisdom. Sometimes they need money. Uh, in all cases, everyone needs the gospel. Amen? And so our mission in life, every day when I get up, I, I really do. I've never forgotten these. I, I try to do these four things every single day of my life. Every day I'm going to honor God. And every day, every single day of my life, I'm going to help somebody and be a blessing. Amen? Third one. First one is honor God. Second one is help people. The third H is harvest souls. Now, I want to thank God for this one because the church of the Lord Jesus is called by God. To, the, Jesus said this, lift up your eyes. In other words, you've you got to get your eyes off yourself. Lift up your eyes and look on the fields. The fields, it's the world. It's the souls of the, what is there, 7 billion people on, on the planet now, something like that. And every single one of them is going into eternity, either saved or lost. There's really only two classifications of people. The saved people and the lost people. Amen? You can call it how you want, the sheep and the goats or whatever it is. But it's saved people, lost people. But how many know that all of us at one time, what were we? We were lost people. I'm glad I'm a saved person now. My name's written in the book of life. I'm confident of it. I'm telling you, I'm a subscriber to the, what the word says about salvation. I've trusted Christ as my savior. People, and, and I want to thank God you know what it took? It took people to come into my world to help harvest me. When you harvest, so if the world and all the souls in it are the fields of the world, of the world, right? Then, then when we harvest 
the souls, what we do is we realize that the harvest is ripe. People are ready to get saved. I'm telling you, they just need a preacher. They need a helper to come and help them and harvest them to bring them on in and bring them to a place where they also surrender to the Lord Jesus. Our mission is part of our mission every day is to honor God, help people, but we're also part of the harvesting machine called the church of the Lord Jesus. It has never bothered me to send all kinds of money to the mission field because that's what we're called to do, to harvest souls, to help our local missions and, and the churches and the work because they're all harvesters that are out in the field. I want to Jesus said this, he said, pray the Lord, for the Lord of the harvest to send harvesters into the world. Amen. Praise God. Because there's a lot of souls out there, but the laborers in the field are very few. I want to be one of those laborers to ha help harvest souls. So number one, honor God. Number two, help people. Number three, harvest souls. And number four, and lastly, our calling is to heal the nations. Every believer ought to be a missionary in one way or another because we as believers are called by God to, to be part of the, the ministry of salvation and help and aid all around the world. I've had people... In America, people in our own church get aggravated with me because I go on, I, when I can, I go on so many mission trips. And, and we send so much money to missions and we, we, you know, we support missionaries. We have missionaries speak often. And, uh, but I, I'm, I want to be part of healing the nations. I've had people in the church aggravated at me because I would had so much of a heart for the nations of the world, amen, and they just felt like you, we just need to go across the street. Listen, we need to go everywhere, but for sure, we need to go into all the world. Jesus said that, didn't he? Go ye, ye, say me, that's, that's who we're talking to, me. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to how many? to every single creature. Well, somebody said, I can't, I, I just can't go overseas. Well, listen, you might not be able to go, but if you're a missionary supporter, you're a part of healing the nations of this world. Praise God. And so, be it. When Jesus said that, he said, go ye into all the world. That's you. Well, I don't care what your name is. Jim, Pastor Jim, Rick. Charmaine, amen, Messiah, all of us, we are called by God to go into the world in the name of Jesus. Now you at Imago Day, don't be surprised if you show up pretty soon in the next few weeks and the four angels are up on the wall. I'm so stirred up over Let's make up our mind that we're going to do the four angels every single day of our life. I speak a blessing to you tonight. May the grace of God go with you. May, may the overwhelming rain 
of his presence rain down upon you tonight. And the peace of God that passes understanding, let it garrison itself like an army of soldiers around your heart and around your mind. In Christ Jesus. We trust you enjoyed this message. For more information about Pastor Jim Crabb and Imago Day, please visit our website at imagodeicincy.com. I-M-A-G-O-D-E-I-C-I-N-C-Y.com.
We trust you enjoyed this message. For more information about Pastor Jim Crabb and Imago Day, please visit our website at imagodeicincy.com. I-M-A-G-O-D-E-I-C-I-N-C-Y dot com.